Hello, Girl Gays, and welcome to our second episode of Girl Gay Podcast. I'm Dahlia. And I'm Allie. And today's topic of conversation is a little self-indulgent in some ways. Well, the whole podcast is self-indulgent, but I would just like to brag really quick that I've been reading for fun recently. Wow, congrats. Thank you. I know you've been seeing it happen live, (laughs) um, but I do appreciate your... And you've been doing it for fun. For fun. Not just like reading like, you know, textbooks or whatever. Yeah, not for a grade. (laughs) Not for once. (laughs) Which is wild. A really strange concept. Which makes a difference. Can you believe? Like, you can just read for fun if you want to. You can... And actually, books have some interesting stuff in it. Yeah, I get it. I, I understand. I, I'm now like getting why people read books. Sorry, I took too long to jump on board about books. But I'm here now and I'm yes. ready to talk about it. Let's do it. <laughs> so the two books that I read that were very similar to each other that have really fascinated me recently were called The 2000s Made Me Gay by Grace Perry and Girls Can Kiss Now by Jill Gutowitz. And both of them were personal essays, but they were based on 2000s pop culture and how it shaped the world's view of queer people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for millennials, how it caused us all to internalize a lot of issues that I think many of us are trying to undo now. And I think a lot of it can be rooted in pop culture and the media's representation of queer people for sure and i think like besides you know the horrible horrid fashion uh during the 2000s jeans um, on the red carpet jeans on the red the only jean outfit i can accept during the 2000s is the just britney spears yeah yeah, britney spears that's the only jean material um outfit that i can accept right but everything else trash Absolutely trash. Except I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my girl Ashley Tisdale. She was serving top tier (laughs) early two thousands fashion. That is true. And I think that she is not represented well enough. You're right, you're right. And I think another point about the millennium like time, even though like, you know, it was so cringy and embarrassing, it was honestly like such an incredible time. I wish like that is besides like maybe the seventies, that is one of the times I think I would want to go back and live it as like a twenty one year old because I think I my mind would just be blown. I like, know, because I, like that was like the future like, is computers now. came out. Well not computers came out, but like computers really started becoming like a thing. Like there was cell phones, there was like there was even like um um but like there was different types of celebrities now being introduced. Like you got more athletes involved in the mm-hmm. celebrity life. Um, there was boy bands. There was boy bands, yeah. pop girlies. And I think that also during this time, um, for the best and for the worst, celebrities started to be more. Um, they were like the center of attention of like all of us. Like, yes, yeah, celebrities were had like paparazzi's and all of that. Like you know. Well, I think the key is paparazzi. Yes, that became a thing. And also the internet, you know? Right. Like, there was now more ways to spread information. Yeah. Which obviously will become important to the uh, topic that we're going to talk about. But I think those are just some things that also we have to remember, like, like, I think, honestly, I think the one thing that really changed the world was the internet. And that's why that time era was, like, insane. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, and I think that during that time, I think we got to see and meet a lot more people 
part of the LGBTQ community. Obviously, they've always been here through mm-hmm. all the times, but I think we got to even um, meet more people that came out during that time. And I think that also included a lot of like, like fashion, right? We, it's, always, it's a lot about expressing yourself. And I think celebrities or the people that are like in the spotlight, you know, like to express themselves too. So I'm sure it, 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 it just like kind of just, it was a ripple effect through everything. So um, maybe not necessarily a lot of support for the LGBTQ community, maybe a little bit more positive, um, like maybe maybe more positive, maybe some more positive support than back in the day. But I, I think, think there it, was more visibility. Yeah, more of a visibility. That's the word, visibility, not like necessarily support, but at least that started to open like more like doors for other people down the road that would soon happen and changes yeah. like, around the world. Exactly. So one of the huge things that really stuck with me after reading the 2000s made me gay was mean girls and Mm -hmm. one of the key takeaways from it classic so good like Like, it's absolutely unreal how we're watching this movie and we're like this is going to change the course of human behavior still like i think even though it's like such a stupid like movie but it's so crazy important it is so quotable it is so It is such an incredible take on society and like very magnified lens on an issue that was never touched before. But the thing that stuck out to me and something that I didn't realize that I internalized was the worst. So, you know, girls are getting called awful things, fugly slut throughout the whole thing. Like, you know, but the worst insult is lesbian. Mm-hmm. the whole like the worst thing that yeah. you could be is a lesbian right and the one of the main or i guess subplots was you know her friend and how she's not friends with her because she's a lesbian mm-hmm. and in the burn book i believe and she has her i think she wrote, writes janice ian is a dyke so like they're already like just with like that image alone like you can just like tell you know dyke is like a bad thing you know what yes. i mean and and she was like once friends with her and now that she's a dyke she's like yes it's no friendship more. ending right like this is and right the part of the movie was that the burn book is like everyone that she absolutely hated or the group hated or whatever and the worst thing about yeah, the them the worst worst thing about them and janice of course was on it yeah regina says um i couldn't invite janice to my pool party we were all in bathing suits right and the whole movie is supposed to be satire but some little part of me who was watching it and didn't really grasp satire entirely took that as a rule of like oh yeah that i guess that makes sense like you wouldn't let boys to your party so why Mm -hmm. would you let lesbians to your party because lesbians are predatory you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i i was i i worked it out as a fact in my head rather than used a chance to examine deeper what that really meant right which is funny because it's like you were turning like women against each other like oh women are predatory but it's like um the whole time men were <laughs> like uh men were um making your life hell regina so yeah exactly. Um, which i don't even think she likes men i know you have a theory that she is gay yeah this is not movie. my own isolated theory but she 
she doesn't even like Aaron Samuels. She tries to make Katie jealous. Right. She's doing it for attention. She's doing it for attention from women. Right. Everything she does is for the attention of women. Right. And I feel like there were times in my life where I did similar things where like if somebody said they had a crush on some guy, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess he's cute. Yeah. And I would kind of, you know, like I would be able to convince myself to have a crush on them, quote unquote. Yeah, I definitely did that, too. Like, that's how I got my first boyfriend (laughs) in middle school, because uh, fucking Ashley, whatever her name is. Was of like, course it was Ashley. Yeah, of course it was fucking Ashley. <laughs> like, that's like the typical like mean girl name, um, which she was. Um, and I somehow was friends with her. Um, so she, yeah, we were like in science class and she wanted to get out of me like who I liked. She was like, you have to like someone. I'm like, why? Like, I, why? Like, I don't understand. Like, and at that age, I, it was like sixth grade, seventh grade. I wasn't really still caring about boys or girls. Like, I didn't really care. I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Um, or anyone, really. Um, I didn't, or I didn't think of my relationships. Um, and she was, and she just kept digging into me, digging me. And I was like, I need you to shut the fuck up. So I'm going to just tell her. I was just like, um, I don't know. I picked maybe a random boy that I thought was, like, somewhat okay looking. I was like, I don't know, Kyle, Kyle Rogers. <laughs> and then she was like, and then she was like, oh, I'm going to tell him. I was like, why would you do that? Like, like, just, like, the meanest thing in the world. And then I ended up having to go out with him because I, I couldn't like that too. say no to him. Yeah. He wrote me a little note. And I was like, he was like, yes or no? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and I didn't really want to, like, I was like, well, maybe if I'll just go out with him, like the plan in my head was like, I'll go out with him for like three days and then I'll just break up with him. And then like, you know, at least I tried it and that was that. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so. so funny. I, my first boyfriend, well, was in preschool, if we want to count that. But like right. my first like official, will you go out with me relationship was in seventh, sixth grade and it lasted for nine months. And we hung out in person maybe three times, and the rest of it was just, right. like, us on AIM. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, no, there was definitely many times where I felt like I had to be pressured to, like, like someone when I, like, really didn't. Um, I mean, once I got older, like, obviously, I liked people, and, like, that was – no one pressured me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's always those things. And another another thing, too, about the, the bathing suit thing that you brought up was, uh, I think, when we were in middle school, it was the first time that – you had to see other people naked, or sorry, wh- or the girls, like in the girls' locker room, naked, because you're changing for like uh, gym or recess or whatever. And uh, I remember like changing, and I was like, I was like shell shocked because it's like I never change in front of, and I'm sure it wasn't just me. I'm sure there was yeah. like, many other girls, but um, but no one ever told you that. No one ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. But like changing in front of people, like I was like, this is scary. Like I don't want to show my body parts to people. Which I still think it's weird that people, like, you know, like... Children. Um, I feel like, yeah, and I feel like there should be more privacy for people. But anyway, um, yeah, I remember just looking, and, and I didn't have boobs, and, and there was girls that already had boobs, and g- g- they were going through puberty much faster than me. And I was staring, because I just, I was like, holy shit, you guys have boobs. Like, what's that like? I, yeah, <laughs> well, am I going to get boobs? Like, or, like, is that a thong? Like, I, this is the first time, <laughs> that's the first time I saw a thong, first time I saw, like, a beat, um a bra the first time i saw people wearing like of of brand like obviously victoria's secret pink. stuff right only pink, pink. that's and only like thing i felt like to. i was poor because i didn't have pink stuff and i was mm-hmm. like maybe i'm not sexy but maybe these girls are like wearing like i just like didn't understand so 
but yeah, again, like it's not like I was staring because I was gay or I was like fetishizing or whatever. Like I truly was staring because I truly had no idea what other girls' body parts looked like. But you knew that it was weird. Yes, I did. Look. If I stared too long or if I like, I tried to like not stare, which was hard. But like I tried not to, and then I probably looked like a freak because I'm like trying to stare by the corner of my eye. <laughs> but I'm yeah. trying to make hard eye contact, yeah. like viciously hard eye contact. Straight to the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> but right, it was just it was just so hard, and I'm sure I'm sure it was hard for the men too. But um, it's just crazy, like how. Were you also a kid who couldn't look at the lingerie section? Like in Kohl's, you're walking with your mom and you're like going through the bras and you yeah. have like your head down and you're not looking at anything? Kind of. I think I did that more at Victoria's Secret because it felt more intimate. Or not intimate, but more like no, it, aggressive. Definitely. But yes, I, I've definitely had those moments where I wouldn't stare. Um, or I wouldn't. Oh, or the section I wouldn't stare at and I knew it was there was like the condom section at like CVS or something. <laughs> I'd always be so scared to stare at it, but Me like I too. wanted to know. I was like, "What? Is, what is KY? What's lube?" <laughs> I'm like, "Ew, that sounds gross." That's actually, want to know what it is? <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, definitely those little things that show. And I'm sure there's other movies. I don't. I can't think of many right now. But like that have like those little things where it's like gay or you know or lesbian or dyke or um, or maybe just like you know. Um, slurs for any type of person from the lgbtq plus community like for sure that you don't like even think of like um yeah like the end of ace ventura he, oh he I know. froze up for two minutes because he finds out yeah. that the woman because has a penis yeah so yeah. that's horrible and yeah. i totally like i didn't remember that part of the movie me neither until... and i love like all the ace ventura movies and but there's just so much that is so problematic and i'm like ah oh. <laughs> unreal yeah it's terrible and i remember like laughing at it when i was little because i was like innocently well, as silly like, that he's silly. throwing up right because he's like oh yeah haha, he kissed the boy or whatever um and then it's but now that i'm older i'm like wait that was not good that was not <laughs> funny um, hateful for towards trans people towards um, gay people yeah that was um i think I, we saw a little bit of that from the disclosure yeah Netflix that was a really documentary. good documentary another you know for those that don't read like me um <laughs> i recommend i like i kind of like with documentaries i learn through documentaries me too <laughs> me too i got it i got i do highly, have to say highly recommend disclosure from netflix um it's a documentary about all the lgbtq plus or mainly i think it's mainly transgender it's just trans representation yes, in media in media and how it was represented um negatively and it continues to be continues to be and then also i think it shows some light here and there and mm -hmm. how people are trying to improve it yeah um but anyways yeah so that's super crazy um speaking of uh lesbians or just queer women in general um lindsay lohan lindsay can't, lohan we can't forget the 2000s without lindsay lohan yes and both jill gutowitz and grace perry talked about Lindsay Lohan in their book and how much of an impact those paparazzi pictures mm -hmm. of Lindsay Lohan and Sam Ronson were. Right. And what I think a huge takeaway, at least for me, was like, Lindsay Lohan is spiraling out of control. She's drinking and partying and what? Dating women? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they tried to 
kind of showcase it like, ooh, a rebel, bad person. Yeah, like, like you know she's I mean? truly spiraling out of yeah, control. it was just like the perfect combination for like the media to like really exploit it. Um, and I remember too seeing it and I was like, it, it's crazy because it made the media grab, like was able to grab my attention and also go along with it as in like, oh, gross, like yeah. bad for her, like because you're 13 and you're like i'm gonna believe whatever us weekly says well my mom always told me to only trust people that is true yes that is a good advice that she has (laughs) but i'm sure on there um, they might have like talked about it like maybe a little less aggressive Mm -hmm. but they was probably still but still like you know yeah out of control drugs partying girlfriend girlfriend yeah it still was skewed as like this really unnatural sign of true rock bottom wasn't it wasn't there like a weird um she was like a dj or something right like what was her, sam her ronson. girlfriend yeah sam ronson's a dj and that's what it was yeah she, her brother is mark ronson right that's what it, i i didn't know that till like a couple years ago or mm-hmm. you, i think you told me and i had no idea which makes sense because they're both ronson i just like didn't connect the two me neither yeah um yeah no that was that was crazy too when she started doing that and then like i remember they would even like uh, some headlines I remember from the Lindsay Lohan and um, what's her name? Sam? Sam. Yeah. Sam were, were like, I think it was like right after they broke up or like when they were breaking up, it was like, it's just a phase. Like they would always use the phase thing. But Lindsay Girl even phase. said that herself. Yeah, that's true. She went on a couple talk shows and they were like, oh, so are you bi? Are you gay? What's the deal? And she's like, well, I think I just liked her, which even furthered the idea of, oh, she just dated a girl because she was a little cuckoo and a little drunk. And that's just like a silly little thing that girls do. Right. And I know people that did that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I know girls that said that. And I was like, and it's funny because like, I, because of all these little small things that like went in around the world, maybe not in my world, but like around the world, like, I believed that in mm-hmm. my head. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess girls can. And because I even, like, said that in my head, too, at one point. I was like, I, oh, it's just, like, one, this one girl. Like, I think I'm just liking this one girl. I'll, I'll go to college or, or whatever and probably start dating guys or whatever. Which is hilarious. Right, because it should be usually, the opposite, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But, like, come on. I was fucking gay as fuck fuck and had like just (laughs) no understanding of it i will say i did like my openness i was like even when i did get to college and i like did like you know like just like fool around with some guys right here and there i still kept my mind open to girls i just like wanted to make sure in my like almost my own like uh understanding of myself because i didn't have really much experience with boys so um yeah so i i think a lot of those like things in the media really really affected like everyone like even if it's so small like stupid little headlines like that like and little things like um this whole thing idea of like girls get to be so fluid with their sexuality but still get to be considered straight is i kissed a girl by Katy perry because the whole point of the song is i kissed a girl because i was a little drunk and I hope my boyfriend doesn't care but he won't because relationships between women are not equivalent yes. to men and so therefore she's not a threat to our relationship because it's not real right I still remember the first time that song came out too I was in math class and people were talking about it and I've never never heard of the song people mm-hmm. were just saying like 
I kiss the girl. People were just like singing the chorus and they thought mm-hmm. it was like so raunchy. Um, and I was like, huh. But even then, when I would listen to it, I was like, I kind of liked it. I was like, but I didn't want to listen to it in front of anyone. Cause yeah, I was me like, neither. I can't enjoy it because one, I enjoyed it because I just thought it was like catchy, but also I was like, I can't enjoy it too much because people are going to think like I'm a lesbian. You know yes. what I mean? Like I, I didn't, I, so I just never listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I read you exactly what Grace says in the book? Because it captures it so perfectly. Yeah, let's do it. So in the chapter called Cherry Chapstick, Grace says, my public reactions to the bop were measured if I dare express them at all. A strong response to hearing I kissed a girl would be, I feared, a tell that I'd spent the past year kissing a girl and liking it. If I pumped it up in the car, gay. Snapped it off, sensitive, gay. Told Sean and all of his gross friends to stop being gross about it. Gayest option of all. Only a dyke would get sensitive about guys being horny for dykes, right? Kanye West, the patron saint of Auth Chicago, world famously would do anything for a blonde dyke. So it was socially acceptable for the boys to thirst accordingly. Being a gay teenager when I Kissed a Girl came on felt less like locked away in the closet and more like standing naked on stage in front of the whole school as they leered at your every move. Yeah. Spot on. That's basically it. That's There was no appropriate way to react to it and feel comfortable about it if you knew that some part of you felt uncomfortable about it for one reason or another. Right. Exactly. I always um, felt like, how is it that the other girls can listen to the song, but I can't? Yeah. Why do they not feel weird about this? And right. I do. And maybe they did, you know, maybe they did. Maybe they might have not been also felt a little because women like, you know, I feel like sexuality is so like fluid that like it could have, you know, been anything for every, anyone. Mm-hmm. But um, but you're right. I, I think. Because we don't know what other, what's going on in other people's brains. We have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm like, do you feel weird about this? Because I also feel weird. But right. people are obviously not going to tell you. Yeah. Especially when you're younger. Exactly. Like, you're just so And like when I would get ready for school every morning and like look at myself in the mirror and be like, why do I look like a lesbian in my field hockey uniform and nobody else does? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was a lesbian in a field hockey uniform and nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, very true. Um, yeah. And I think... Um, I mean, some shows, I think, did it the right way, and then some shows didn't. Right. Mostly didn't in the 2000s. Mostly did not. But you can get all gleeky at this point. That is true. I can, I be, I can get on the gleek. Because <laughs> I was a gleek. Get your gleek on. Get your gleek on. <laughs> yeah, for those, gleek, uh, those gleeks out there, I was a gleek once. Um, but um, I think one of my first representations of a gay person that I identified with because obviously there was gay people and I started learning like who they were obviously I didn't get the whole concept of it like I knew people that were gay existed um but Glee Glee came out more when I was in high school so I was better I had a better grasp and understanding of like who I was starting to become so um I thought it was a pretty important show for me, honestly, even though it's so problematic and so cringy and so bad, but I love <laughs> it so much um, because I know um, know the things that did not work for them and things that did. But I think the one cool important part about it was that they were not scared to like um, talk about those like those like issues that people go through, you know, even if they didn't handle it the best way, even though they gave um, a 
disabled person a wheelchair or sorry a person that was not disabled a wheelchair to act as a disabled person right which is not good you just like get a actor who uses just, a wheelchair right you know there's actors that are that are disabled actors so you could just use one um but obviously that's just one thing that they did horribly but what some of the things i liked was that they introduced gay characters they had there there's one of one of the first shows that actually had gay characters living life as like teenagers um and santana was like so important to me because she looked like me she was so cool like in the show um i mean she was mean but like mean in like the funniest way and like she just like was and she was a good singer like she was a good singer and actress um but like she was just so important because she like represented represented that uh person that i felt like i could be mm-hmm. um and I thought it was nice that because sometimes shows only have like gay men and it's like the same thing. It's a flamboyant gay man. He doesn't understand like or he doesn't want to be a jock. He wants to just sing. Everyone knows he's gay. It's just like so boring. But Santana, like the second like she came out, even though they outed her in the show, which was the worst way to out to do that, which I understand they were trying to like show like mean, like people not understanding like. Right. Like, the of whole, course, yes, I people get, get outed, yeah, and, and that it's not unrealistic, but, but would have loved for not some sort to of... Happen. I've never seen it, but from what you're telling me, yeah. it would have been awesome to have her Just have her herself. own autonomy. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so um, so he was... So, um, so obviously, um, Kurt... Sorry, I forgot. I was like, what's his name? Kurt from Glee was the gay, the gay man character, and he um, was so flamboyant and, and all of this, but Santana was not a, like that. She was very, like, tough. You know, she stood up for herself. So, like, when people, you know, bullied her, she bullied them back and harder, and then they never bullied her again because <laughs> they were like, I'm not fucking with her. Um, so I loved that. Like, I loved – and she was a cheerleader, and she, like – was feminine. Um, Brittany. Um, Who was also feminine. Also feminine. Which now there is a strong femme for femme trope throughout media. So like it's kind of dipping the other way where it was like first everyone thought a lesbian had a buzz cut and now everyone thinks a lesbian is somebody who dates another is a pretty girl who dates another pretty girl and there's like not a lot of in between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was the first time like I had seen um and that too right that she dated a feminine person and i always thought like oh like am i gonna date someone that's a little more masculine or butcher like do they like i didn't know that there was like a whole like community of like different lesbians because the only thing so like media represented was a butch uh butchy lesbian Mm -hmm. and not like not that um not that it's I, i maybe it's someone that i may not be attracted to or like like so seeing her with another feminine person i was like oh like i i could be that like i could date someone like that looks just like like similar to me or um so i just thought that was very important but of course you know they they glee also did some stupid things in their show um they did some very stupid things but um also did some really good things um so i think that was one of the shows that really like helped me kind of like understand um, myself and um, just um, figure out who I was or at least kind of helped heal those wounds from the past type of media. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and, they, and they helped open the, 
other shows like possibilities of like uh, what they they could do you know right. like you you guys can also have like gay representation and, and this and that you know like a pretty spanish girl can date a pretty blonde girl right exactly and that and- happens <laughs> in real life <laughs> very true wow glee saved us thank god for glee i guess thank god for glee. <laughs> shall i've never watched suddenly <laughs> changed my sometimes life I, I, sometimes i do want to go back and rewatch it i was going to rewatch it on netflix when they had it on but i just like didn't have the time and it's just so, so freaking long um it's like an hour long episodes each or 45 minutes or something like that i think but maybe it's just meant to be forever like in the vaults of my brain mm-hmm. and live there forever for the rest of my life and right. i mean it also had some cursed um disasters after it so that itself just has to be its own podcast episode. <laughs> um, anyways, um, but yeah, I think um, the 2000s in general were very gay. Um, and they were very important. And unfortunately, they... For better or for worse. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, they did, you know, have to go through some, you know, turmoil and, and some uphill, help, uphill battle. But I think I it's think important. It, I think and, it's so cool to be able to see, like, our our rising supreme Jojo Siwa, who has a largely child audience, be able to be openly gay. Yeah. And although I'm sure there's like a lot of flashback. Yeah, I'm, there's still, I'm sure there's obviously like the whole Nickelodeon thing. There's still backlash. backlash. But it's a different type of media world now. Your, yes. your headline will no longer be like, Jojo Siwa is gay. It might just be like, Jojo Siwa talks about, opens up about being gay or something instead of like, Right. Look at this dyke. Right, exactly. So, um... Ponytail pussy eater. Right, like some crazy (laughs) ass shit, yeah. Um, I loved the 2000s, and... Love them and hate them. Love them and hate them. It's really all you can do. Um, Yeah, but I definitely don't want to go back to the 2000s, I think. Um, Unless if I'm a millionaire, um, and I can put stock into, like, Apple or some shit. That's the only time. That's the only time. But um, yeah, let us know what you guys think about the 2000s. I'm sure there's other things we missed or we just don't have, we didn't have time to put it all in here. Um, Right. What made you realize you were gay? Or what what, do you look back on now realizing that made you gay? Yeah. Or what pop culture was like so insane that we like have to talk about. Um, (laughs) But yeah, well, um, I never know how to say goodbye. You should leave that. You want me to leave that? It's, I don't want to say goodbye because, like, I just don't want to say goodbye to you guys. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.